Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This is going to be for Acts chapter 27. The heading reads, Paul in a perilous voyage travels toward Rome, an angel comforts him. He uses the gift of seership. He is shipwrecked. Verse 1, And when it was determined that that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus's band. And entering into a ship of Adamitium, he la- we launched, meaning, remember this is Luke writing this, meaning to sail by the coasts of Asia, one Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. That's in Greece, right? During the apostles' subsequent long journey to, to Jerusalem, Aristarchus was to be found by his side. It is reasonable to suppose that this faithful friend remained in Palestine during Paul's two years' imprisonment there, for we find him again accompanying the apostle when the latter shipped for Rome as a prisoner in charge of the centurion Julius. He had been so long faithful to his friend the apostle that it would rather appear as if he had thrown in his lot with him altogether and had no intention of forsaking him at all. And this view is strengthened by the fact that we find him sharing Paul's imprisonment throughout the two years during which the latter dwelt in his own hired house in Rome. So far as one can gather from the few instances in which his name is mentioned, he was always near the apostle, ready to render him service and to work with him and for him in the cause of the gospel from the time he was converted in Thessalonica in AD 53 up to the close of Paul's first Roman imprisonment in AD 64. This friendship was therefore one of several years standing and must have been a source of considerable comfort and consolation to the aged apostle in the trying circumstances of his later life and during his weary and lengthy imprisonment both in Palestine and in Imperial Rome. That was by uh, Bryce and Thomas. Bryce Thomas. Verse 3. And the next day we touched at Sidon, and Julius courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go unto his friends to refresh himself. And when we had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus, because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea of Cilicia and Pamphyla, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia. And there... The centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy, and and he put us therein. And when we had sailed slowly many days, and scarce were come over against Canidus, the wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete over against Salome, or Salmone, and hardly passing it, came unto a place which is called the Fair Havens, nigh whereunto was the city of Lassia. Now, when when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them. The fast spoken of is presumed to be associated with the Feast of Tabernacles, which was celebrated in October. That was by uh, Richard Lyman, or Richard uh, Lloyd Anderson. Verse 10, And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship, 
more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenice, and there to winter, which is in the haven of Crete, and lieth toward the southwest and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing thence they sailed close by Crete, but not long but not long after there arose a great uh, there rose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurocliden Lerocliden. So this is a tempestuous northeast wind which blows in the Mediterranean. Verse fifteen And when the ship was caught and could not bear up the wind, we let her drive, fearing that fierce winds would overturn the ship, the crew takes down the sails, allowing the ship to be driven before the tempest. They would raise the sails, attempting to avoid getting stuck in shallow water by the island of Clauda. Historians of Rome have long noted that Luke's description of this exciting journey is one of the most important primary sources available on ancient seamanship. Students of Paul's life cannot help but be impressed with his spiritual leadership and the unfailing trust in the Lord under the most trying circumstances. And that was by Wilfred Griggs. Verse 16, And running under a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, strake sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lighted the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, we should have hearkened unto me, ye should have hearkened unto me, and not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, and whose I serve, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island, but when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down in Ardria, the Adriatic Sea, about midnight the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country, and sounded, and found it... Uh, twenty fathoms, and when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it fifteen fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had, ta- when they had let down the boat into the sea, under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the, out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day is the fourteenth day that we have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore I pray you to take some meat, for this is you, for this is for your health, for there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And we we were in all this. We were all. And we were in all in the ship, 203 score and 16 souls, 276. And when they had eaten enough, they lighted the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek or bay with a shore, into the which they were minded if it were possible to thrust in the ship. 
And when they had taken up the anchors, or cut off the anchors, they committed themselves into the sea, and loosed the rubber bands, and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind, and made toward shore. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forefront and the forepart stuck fast, and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose, and commanded that they should that they that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land and the rest some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship and so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land in turbulent times follow the prophets and you'll be saved temporally anyway that's the end of the chapter and we'll see you next time bye